0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome back. And thanks again for joining us this morning as we look into God's word and continue our study. We are currently in the book of 2 Peter. We're in 2 Peter chapter 2. Uh, we've been going through this for about a week now, second uh, chapter 2 at least, and, and really what's been happening is Peter's taking all, pretty much all of chapter 2, or at least to this point, speaking a lot about the idea of false teachers. Now, let me... Uh, kind of elaborate. There there are false teachers, those who want to just say, hey, this is the Word of God, but it's tainted, it's not really accurate. Some people just say, that's all lies, you need to follow me. Uh, Paul kind of, you know, sorry, um, the Book of Proverbs references um, that Jesus hates those who cause ascension among the brethren. This anybody anybody who would want to take somebody following God and give them reason not to deceive them, pull them away. And so we see this happening in this passage, and obviously uh, Peter seems to think this is a very, well, the Lord does, to put it in the Bible, but important, as he's finalizing, remember, Peter is coming to the end of his life, the end of his ministry, of course, then. And in that, what you're seeing is Peter is kind of like, now, if I come to the end, if I can share anything with the church, I'm going to share something that I have watched, that I have seen, probably confronted on, on several of occasions. And so he gives a list of things, and he walked through the ultimate end of these people. But I, he takes, in, and starting in verse 13, we'll be in a second, he takes a little bit deeper look and kind of gives some descriptions of who these different types who they are. And, and the idea of what we're seeing here is he helps us to see not only uh, their pretend, uh, propensities, their direction, they, we see their end, all of these different things are what we see. So let's, let's look at these verses and get a better idea of who these kind of people are. So in verse 13, uh, he's referring to these people. He said "...they shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime." Spots the are in blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they feast with you. So he starts in verse eight, saying they're willing uh, to live, sit in the in the in the world in the, in the daytime. A lot of people, you've got your. You're fake at church or you're fake in life and then you've got your real at home. Or, you know, and, and my goal, my goal in life is that we don't try to be fake Christians and this. You know, just be real. What we have, the good and bad, it's real. But some people, they put on a church front. It's not real either. And while well, these people are even more brash than that. They're not even a matter of, well, I'm gonna fake it. They're just, they live in sin they glorify sin and and and, and they can hang and they can what it was it say in verse 13 they feast with you they can enjoy time with other christians because they think they're in the right they they want you to believe that they're in the right and you're in the wrong uh for not doing it or maybe thinking it's wrong verse 14 having eyes full of adultery and they cannot cease these people cannot cease from sin beguiling unstable souls and heart, they have exercised with covetous practice, cursed children. I want you to see this. What was the point? Beguiling unstable souls, their ultimate goal, is they're going in a direction. Uh, They know the direction they're going, and one of their desires here is to take, um, how how do they put it in here? Um, I'm missing it here. Beguiling, unstable souls. More than likely, what we're looking at is younger Christians, people who are new to Christianity. And these people come alongside, and they just give them reasons. The you know this belief is wrong. The preacher's wrong. This church is wrong, or or this teaching's wrong. You need to follow me. There's really nothing wrong with this kind of lifestyle. go. and, and they use uh, they're great communicators. They're great speakers. They're often very friendly. Uh, you just would never assume this because they're just so friendly and just so helpful and just so kind. But they use these ways to pull those who have yet to be really deep in the Word of God and new to Christianity who had never really grown they uh, they would go with them verse 15 let's look more about them which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam the son of Bosa who loved the wages of unrighteousness so they they know the truth but they've gone the opposite way whether or not they're saved we can't really say but they're going the wrong way and they're following Balaam and remember Balaam he was the one that was asked by Balak to go curse Israel. Of course, he said no, God told him no. But then he was offered large sums of money. So he went to do it anyway. And then his donkey began to talk to him. And he said, listen, you can't do this. And then an angel kept stopping him. And finally he saw the angel. Uh, he he ultimately still ended up going against God. The point is they followed him. They said, listen, we're going to use Christianity. We're going to use the Bible. But if I can use it to make more money. That's what they did. They followed after this guy who was more about money and material things than they were about um, than they were about the, the walking with God without the truth obedience to scripture. Verse 17, these are wells without water. I love this. Wells without water, clouds that are carried with the tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. Wells without water, they claim to know the truth. They claim, you think about well, you go and you're looking for this refreshment, and you go to the well and it's empty. Uh, it's it's looks, It looks, everything walking up to this well, everything looks like a should work. Okay, Today you'd walk up to a, a sink and you're thirsty, extremely thirsty, and you go to turn the water on and it's gone it's turned off somehow Uh, you know um, you go into today we see this a lot you go into a store you want a certain beverage Uh, my son and I went to Wawa just the other day and he was excited we went in he wanted a soda he walks over he comes back holding a chocolate milk and pretty much every soda on this machine was empty and he was really disappointed it's the idea really they're empty they have a lot to say but they really have nothing to say. There's no depth, there's no truth in what, they're, in what they're saying. Verse 18, "'For when they speak great swelling words of vanity,' vanity being emptiness,' they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were a clean escape from them who live in error. So when they speak swelling or inflame flame words, simply they're really good communicators. Um, they speak empty words even though they don't sound empty. They sound good, they sound intelligent, and when you're listening you're like, "Wow, well, I don't even know what to say. Well because they're swelling them up, they're making it sound good, but in reality the truth of what they're saying is gone. They're, it's empty. What are they doing? They're alluring through the lust of the flesh, through this material sinful thing, those who with much wantonness, who were clean escaped, those who were newly saved. Again, the younger. Now, we look at this, and they're looking at people who, they use Christianity, they use a facade that really looks good. And, and, and many occasions they're not saved, sometimes they are, and they're just carnal as could be. And so you see these people, they look good, they sound good. Uh, they might have been in this church, in your church for a while, or in a lot of different churches, whatever it is, and you say, man, they really sound good, they sound smart, they, they sound sincere, they sound all of this. you got to just sit back and watch for a little bit. You ever heard the phrase sometimes, it's, if it's really too good to be true, it probably isn't? Uh, he's, this, he's using people who, who use deception. They don't just come right out and say, we want you to leave church and not walk with God, but we want you to follow our way because we think that's wrong. And a lot of occasions they know they're wrong, and that's why they're pulling people along. Um, these are the deceivers. And, and I guarantee you that if you just look at this a little deeper and start looking at some people who you've been around, you've known, uh, maybe you've been saved for a while, you can look back and see those who've been, you know, been in your life and are not, things like that. You can see this. And again, you would say, man, they seem so genuine, and like spiritual giants in some occasions, and you realize they're just using their position for sin. Go to verse number 19. While they promised them liberty to, the, uh, to these newly saved Christians, they themselves are the servants of corruption, For of whom a man is overcome of the same as he brought into bondage uh for so they promise hey come with me you can leave these these rules of religion get rid of get away from this crazy church and all this follow me and really what they're doing is they're bringing him back into corruption back into even something any further, dragging people back to the old life. That's what they want. They don't want people to grow in Christ. They don't want people to flourish. And when they get around people, catch this, when they get around people, the people they surround themselves with, those people will be out of church. Um, They will ultimately, you know, at one point they were active in church. Now, a couple, few years later, they barely go to church. If they do, they have been affected by these people. And let me encourage you, just to keep your eyes open. Can I encourage you as we close at this one thought, when you get around somebody, you say, you know, they seem so sweet, but something seems off. Just trust the Holy Spirit's trying to teach you. You don't have to know every detail. You just have to know something's off. How do how do we respond? Let me go back to something, actually, in verse chapter 1. Uh, for chapter 1, verse 20. Knowing this, that no prof- prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not an old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Go to the Word of God, not anybody's opinion of it that will be one of the things that gives you wisdom Two, if you get around people who are always about criticism no matter how nice they are this is the problem i don't like this always just pointing out things that make them nervous or why they don't want to be around this or whatever be nervous about that be nervous about someone who's constantly trying to find the negative in things there's something going on and just just be cautious about that thanks again for joining us on this uh, morning and time that we spend in god's word we appreciate the chance to be part of your day. We really hope it's a help and encouragement as we strive to continue to go through the Word of God. We appreciate the chance to be with you and hope you'll join us again tomorrow.